and welcome to Comagers. I'm Brian Costello. I'm Jim DeSanto. I'm Katie. And tonight we're joined by a special guest, baseball aficionado, coach, aspiring major league relief pitcher. Coach Chris? <laughs> those, days, no, those days are gone. Major league batting practice pitcher, perhaps. Oh, oh all right. All right. Coach you Chris, make it to the thanks for joining us. Yeah. Bullpen catcher. Yes. <laughs> always, uh, always a pleasure to be in your in your presence. All uh, yeah. Thanks. And, and today, <laughs> today we are actually looking at uh, Chris's dream that somehow got turned into a motion picture mm-hmm. as we talk about uh, a borderline fifty-year-old Dennis Quaid playing a thirty-year-old yeah. in the Rookie. Yes. Uh, but first, let's talk, of course, about what we're drinking this episode. What does everybody have to celebrate? baseball starting back up i'm having an old-fashioned i think this cocktail was invented uh the year that after dennis uh dennis quaid was born that would have been funny (laughs) that would have been funny if you had gotten the words out of your mouth at an actual baseball game that drink would have cost you your mortgage payment that's exactly right Um, so in the time of Dennis Quaid's baseball career, all you could get at a baseball stadium to drink would be, uh, piss water beer, like Coors Light. I refuse. So I just put my delicious cocktail in a red solo cup. Do you remember that? How, when the first time we went to, uh, Citizens Bank Park and they actually had like good beer. Yeah. We were so excited. It was a, literally a realize, game changer. Then you realize you you should not drink IPAs at a baseball game. No. <laughs> I loved the I love the aluminum bottle. That was always my. Oh, I would always go the aluminum bottle. Bud Light Lime. I know it's shit beer. I know it the, logically. I know that, but it tastes delicious I, in that context. I would rather have a Bud Light Lime than a Corona. Agreed. No. Mm, yeah. Perfect, uh, Chris. What do you have? So I am drinking a. Truly baseball beverage. This is a Slugger filtered Pilsner from the Sly Fox Brewery in Pottstown, PA. Love it. Look at those. Very oh, impressed. Those retro can, can too. Phillies color. Great can. Great Little can. retro fills colors. Where did you go to find that thing? Uh, uh, McCaffrey's grocery store in Whitpain Township. I right across am. The, the, right across the Plymouth border. I'm very impressed by your dedication to tonight. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. You know, the Yingling makes these Phillies cans with the Phillies logo on them, but they? They're anti, they filled them with Yingling, anti, though. <laughs> they're anti-union, and I don't support that company. Oh, so. I hear you. They yep. and they also filled either. them with Yingling beer, so there's that. We don't either. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Just water. I am drinking ice cold Miller Lights because oh, it's very appropriate. Yeah. That's that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Um, and the, the key is just to make sure they are literally ice cold. There you go. To the point where you can not taste any flavor. Yeah. It's just water. It's just water. Yep. And you just drink those. Um, okay. It is time for the rundown. Here we go. Somewhere there's rundown music playing mm-hmm. in the air. That's good. I it's like that. not here. We should have done like take me out to the ball do, game or something. Do, I could do that. Episode. I can play that on my mouth. Uh, what do they call the harmonica? My mouth piano. Uh, uh, har- <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that. Before. What? <laughs> did, did you just make that up? <laughs> mouth piano. No, it's a lot of things. Some sort of <laughs> really. It's a mouth harp. I'm, I'm no, it's not. Is it a mouth harp? All right. Anyway, can you All just right. uh, do this guy here? Nope. Yep. Nope. Hey, 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 we got it. I need this guy. 
This is like a spring training. There you go. This is Chris Wheeler with the rookie rundown. No. Nope. No. Start again. This is Harry Callis. I, but I can't do his voice. And you, I just feel like nope. I'm disrespecting him. Yep. All right. Dennis Quaid plays a high school science teacher with a washed up dream. There was a time when baseball was his life, but obstacles got in his way. They involved frequent relocations, an emotionally distant father, a footloose style town that doesn't play baseball, but ultimately an injury fully sidelined Jimmy's major league dreams. Fast forward 20 years and Jimmy is coaching a team in that same sad town, they still have no grass, little skill, and zero motivation. After Jimmy's players discover that coach can pitch straight heat, they vow to make it to the district championship game if he will try out for a team. This is the rundown for the first half of this film. Fast forward again. Three kids at the tryout. Dirty diaper, he's in jeans, 98 miles per hour, shocker, minor leagues, gets the call. This is a true story. Whew. There's a lot going you on. You forgot one. Well, you forgot. I, I couldn't fit everything in, Jim. You couldn't. This movie has more stuff going on it than Tenet. Okay. <laughs> this is more stuff going on My, in this film than Tenet. I, well, let, let's do just, our grades. Okay. Hold then on. I will start, hold on I will to start it. with the grades. And it's gonna, we're going to have fun. Yeah. yeah gonna, no, this is going to be fun. <laughs> It was a fun experience to watch this movie. Jim and took notes. I'm 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 a believer in the multiverse, so there is a universe somewhere where I enjoyed this viewing experience so much. Right. That's amazing. It's true. Yeah. It's somewhere out there. Okay. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't this. the world that we. My were recommendation in? is to watch no, devs. It's not this world. Oh. <laughs> it it's wasn't uh, this world though, right? about the multiverse. So no. yeah. Okay. So what would you grade it as, Jim? I give this a D. I might give it an F if I could remember how bad I graded. I knew that was rad. I have. I think you gave rad a D. I can look that up though. There are so many things I don't like about this movie in a non-fun way, and I don't want to bog us down with that. I will let you know my first note is what the fuck with the nuns. All right, hold on, hold on. Let us grade. Let us grade this film, and we will come back to the nuns. Yeah. All right, Um, Uh, Chris. Let's let Chris give his grade. Maybe this can balance it out. Give <laughs> a class average something here. Like I, I don't see this movie and judge it by its art, or by its plot, or by its cast, or by its length. But I judge it by its feels. How does it make me feel? Uh, and it yeah, that, that me, makes sense. It gives me a B plus kind of day. All right, so all I'm right. giving all right. it a B plus. All right, just to check in, Jim, you gave Rad a D. Yeah, this is a D minus. All right, D minus. That's fair. Okay, Katie, how about you? What would you grade the rookie? I thought this was a C minus. Um, I found myself smiling at moments, enjoying those same feelings, um, but the problems with the storytelling uh, just kept disrupting those moments for me. <laughs> You there. mean the script and this, how it was yes. shot and the, all and, of the and things edited, <laughs> scored. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the score the 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 songs were not great. It was like, yeah, we we'll talk about it. Brian, your turn. Um, 
I will give this movie a D. I started out after watching it thinking it was maybe a C. And then it consistently went down the more I thought about it. In fact, if we recorded tomorrow, I might have given it an F. I, I am shocked because I remember not liking this movie, but I did not think it was going to be as bad as it, as it was watching it. I have to thank you. We have been on a string of very good movies. Uh, <laughs> and we needed something to break the streak. I, <laughs> so... Thank you. Thank you for this. Yeah. What if I said that to one of my players? I said, I've been on a string of really good shortstops in this program. I, I'm so glad you're here because I had to break that streak. You well, would have fit perfectly in this film. I, I once said to a team we could have won a lot more games if we actually had a point guard. And there was three of them standing next to me at the time. I so I that. wouldn't recommend that as a great strategy Aww. for building confidence, but <laughs> it was a true statement. Um, so let's talk about the rookie, because here's the thing. I am willing to acknowledge that this film is not made for me. Uh, you know, Wait, it, it, but you so, are actually the target audience. <laughs> I don't think I'm the target audience. I think, so. I think the target audience is like five year olds. no. No, this is for this is for adult men. This is for white adult men. You think? Because oh yeah, you want to be I do. This, this is this is for all the little league dads. This, this is what would happen if you had one more chance. That's what this is. It could right? have been. It could have been. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a Disney movie, and they, they did not do a very good job of of if they wanted this to be for for kids no i didn't that think that realm. this was something that we could show i mean like the rating i mean it's it's a fine movie but i just didn't think it would hold the attention of anybody kids. literally no we can expand that <laughs> anyone <laughs> all right all right all right all right let's uh let's take a look at a few of the things so yeah yeah you brought, do you want to start with the nuns and, well, and i do because soft. this is we're gonna be soft i will i will because this is indicative of hands. like what's wrong with this movie even and and so like my major problem is that yeah this is an incredible story to tell because the real true story they should have been telling is how impossibly lucky and impossible it is to make the the major league level right and they don't really do that at all in fact they make it look kind of easy because he doesn't really there's nothing in this movie that tells you that he did anything other than exist to make the major leagues. They it don't show it him seem working like it was on... some sort of a freak of nature yes. that his arm was all this of a This is like a fast. Henry Rowan Gardner situation, which to me is a better baseball like movie. Tommy John's oh, rookie okay. of the year, <laughs> better rookie baseball year, which movie, you, which you don't like. To be I clear. hate that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I hate most baseball movies, to be honest with you. And Chris made this point on, on Facebook. Most baseball, most Honestly, most sports movies are not about the sport that they're whatever, because then you could just watch the game. But I, you start off with this learning about this town in Texas where um, nuns invested all their money in an oil drilling company. And this is apparently a story that's told. There's a lore in the town of, this story seems to be passed down from generation to generation 
around these nuns investing this money in this place. And this place was blessed by these nuns so that they would make their money back. With the yellow rose petals. With the yellow rose petals. What we find out is that it has nothing to do with baseball. It's just that when the workers were not drilling for oil, they played baseball. But there's literally no baseball story tied into this story of... Like, I was expecting there to be... Then like the, the like the high school field was built there, so it made sense well, that, like that, they're playing on that field. Or I something. think they were kind of alluding to that, but I don't think that's necessarily no, true. No, because he goes there and throws at night, right? Yeah, Doesn't right, he go there when right. he's just throwing into a fence by himself? Or, or that during one of these like pickup games is when the oil struck right when a guy hit a home run or something like something that like I, I still am not sure why there's a bait like when when he gets to town, they're like, Oh, there's this story. That you should hear if you like baseball. We we struck oil here once, and then the kids probably like, "The fuck are you talking about, old man? This has nothing to do with baseball." So, was the point of that story to tell him that there was what do you call the thing that the pitcher stands on? <laughs> There's the mound. Yeah, no, no. The, the, the little the, the rubber, the little I, rubber that I he rubs his foot point, against. I think this is this is this is the. There's no point. <laughs> the no, point I I was, was to, to the point was to try to create some mythological like fairy reaction tale fairy tale feel and they do this throughout the movie in a hundred different ways and they never like capitalize pretty much on any of them yeah. why are you trying to make something feel like a fairy tale that is a true story well, it's Could Disney. we just discuss it's that thematically? Like, the, this they're is trying the, to make it feel like, and then they come back to it in the very end scene. They're like, "They're the nuns with the rose petals rose again." Petals. So, so <laughs> why? Like, what? It, they blessed his arm somehow and made it come back. I mean, this was a real guy. Why are they trying to make it seem like a fairy it's, tale? It's a Disney problem, right? Like, this is probably the era of like it, Disney but the, ruining but, things. But the problem is that his story is kind of a fairy tale story. Mm -hmm. All they needed to do was tell his story yeah and it well let's has all the trappings of fairy let's tale. go to chris because i want i do i don't there is a lot of funny things about this movie too um but let's go to chris on what what do you love about this movie other than I mean, I the of, feels yeah, i i kind of disagree with almost everything you just said um, so, so, so wait, you can actually draw a connection from that story to baseball, well, no, not the rose. So the rose petal story is weird and it doesn't belong, <laughs> and it, and it doesn't belong in the well, movie, but the movie's three hours long and the rose petal parts like five minutes. So <laughs> actually I, I probably watched the movie several times before I even understood what was going on with the, <laughs> that's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. This, is a this should not be a hard choice. to understand movie, <laughs> but no. So, I mean, Jim, when I, I said, you know, off the, uh, off the air about ba very few baseball movies actually being about baseball. And I think maybe one of the reasons why I like this movie so much is because of all the baseball movies out there. I feel like it might be one of the most that is about baseball. Um, Field of Dreams is about baseball. That's hands down. I mean, yes, it's about a lot of other things, but you, if you love baseball, you see that movie. In this movie, yeah, there's other little side twists, but the focus is really on the game. Um, take a movie like uh, uh, the worst baseball movie of all time, For the Love of the Game, has nothing to do with baseball. Yep. It's a love story 
and baseball is a side piece of that. It, so yeah. I think I, I think I like that that baseball is is such a big part of it. There are elements of this movie that, uh, yeah, I mean, his story is kind of crazy, but I mean, it did happen in a way that is probably not completely unrealistic. That he was very talented. He got hurt. He continued to coach. He went to a tryout, which they do have these things. Yeah, they do. And he threw really hard, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he threw, you know, over 90 miles an hour. And people still like that. And the Tampa Bay was relatively an expansion team at the time. They were trying to probably sell some tickets. Um, and they had a chance to kind of make this little fairy tale come true, which I'm sure, unfortunately for Jimmy Morris, was probably a realistically a big reason why he got called up if he was – 30 years old or if he was 25 years old and he was just an average pitcher, he probably wouldn't have gotten called up. So there's, there's, there's things that happen in his story that are Disney ish, but are real. And I, and I think that that part of it's kind of cool. Um, this whole notion of uh, like being a high school coach and obviously, you know, I'm a high school baseball coach. So there's, there's something that resonates there. And, and I, again, maybe I'm not the biggest movie critic in the world and and there's there's characters in this movie that are realistic to me like those kids on the team like and i there's something in the notes here about a locker room scene so that that seems to be part of the agenda (laughs) but i actually find that run down crappy football locker room that they're stuck in for baseball season kind of realistic like i feel that's absolutely realistic. i had a locker room like that at our high school in the for the first you know, 12 years of my coaching career. Um, I, I, I feel like the, 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 the scene when he comes out on the field out of the bullpen for the first time, I mean, Oh, it gives me chills. Gives me chills. Like I just, I can't imagine what that must be like to appear in your first ever major league baseball game. I would challenge that and say that you feel that way because you understand you're bringing your own, experience to that and you and you know way more about baseball than the average person and so like for me they don't tell the story of how hard it is to get to the major leagues at all in this in this film they don't tell any story completely that well that's true back to my example of like we've i can't remember what movie it was it's like this was a college course and they're like each of you get to direct your own movie and five people made five different movies and they slapped it together i want to make a high school coach and they're going to win the county championship Mm -hmm. i want to make a story about a bad father-son relationship i want to make a story about a guy who makes the major leagues with a magic arm i want to make a story about nuns (laughs) not sure where that works and and we're going to say Texas is a state that nobody plays baseball in, even though it consistently has like some of the best college baseball programs hands down every single year. I've so actually been like, to San Angelo where they go. What? <laughs> How crazy. Is oh, that? have you? Yeah. Well, and I just like Monero. I, I don't think um, I don't think you're actually disagreeing. No, I, 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 I think we are agreeing with you. His actual story is very compelling and i think there are a lot of emotional touch points that could have been presented better um the entry point for the story is very confused the beginning of the film is very confused if we just started with him 
That's your story. Why wasn't it a story about all like his failed surgeries and all like uh, that's that it. to me? To me that, you didn't, I'm sorry, but story. I don't think you even needed his dad. Like I, I don't know well, the, the dad part might be the worst part in the entire the dad movie. part is absolutely the worst part. Right. Of the movie. So by the way, so to, one to of me, stories. the relationship with his kid is so much more Dennis important, Quaid, by the way. Eight years older. <laughs> yeah, I so I just felt like I agree, Brian. They weren't sure. You know, this was based on a book that he wrote. Um, and a book gives you a lot more space to tell the side stories. Right. But when you're creating it for the screen, you've got yeah. to streamline that shit. So we've done three. <laughs> we've done th the last three movies we've done have been based on true stories. Yeah. And to me, this is like hits every checklist of why I hate movies based <laughs> on true stories. And I said we had like the discussion a little bit with Judas and the Black Messiah, where I thought like they could have gone more in one direction, but they wanted to be more tied to Fred Hampton's story, which makes sense because it's a real person. Then we talked about obviously last week with The Great Escape where they went in a different direction and were a little bit more creative in, in taking the event, but making the characters composite so they weren't tied to it. This one, I feel like they literally tried to cram every aspect of this guy's life into this movie instead of just picking like a through line and saying, yeah. we need to pick one element and we can tell a great story. Like if they wanted to tell the story, like the high school baseball story, it's like, a separate 35 minute movie in yeah. the middle of this movie. But if you if you thought about trimming off all that early business and trimming out his relationship with his parents and just focusing on his adult life, his role as a father, husband, coach and aspiring relief pitcher. That, there's plenty there that like that is plenty of story yeah, to tell from a. Uh... What's it called? Friday Night Lights. No, no. Angel. His son is the kid from two, that and, movie, a two and a half men. men. Oh, yeah. He goes yeah, into a crazy great. like cult or great something, kid. doesn't he? Didn't he leave TV for a great cult? Kid. Oh, maybe. Um, I think okay. I think there's some there's some there's some pieces to the story that maybe get overlooked a little bit because it is so long. Like I think it's 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 a really cool story where he gets moved around, you know, as a kid. And he's he's trying. He's actually a good baseball player, and his parents move him to this town that's a football town. Which look a lot of those. Western yeah. Texas towns are football towns and baseball is either not there or, or secondary, but he can't even buy a glove because they don't even have gloves in the store. So, you know, he goes through that and he finally gets his glove and then he goes, you know, the, this whole thing with the town doesn't have a, they don't have a good baseball field and the old men, they come up with this trick to put the hair on the, on the field to grow the grass. And you kind of see how this guy builds a baseball program and I guess but that could have been the movie, though. That's yeah, like almost like that's that, my point. Like that alone could have been like a Coach Carter Hoosiers. Like, I feel like they tried to squeeze one of those movies in when isn't the whole point of this guy that like he wants to be a relief pitcher. So it's like a massive buildup. And I actually like the high school coaching part. The best of all of it, Spanish. to be honest with you. I, I think that part is kind of interesting. But then it's like the whole point is to get him. I feel like that was just a prop to get him. So he had to try out. So it's like, okay, he needs to win this thing to try out. And, yeah, and then they turn like the, the plot device into a 35 minute part of the movie. And that's the piece that isn't true to the story is like why he tried out. Um, let's talk about some of the fun things. 
Well, hold on. Minera yes. had something. Oh, else go to ahead. Say. Go ahead well, the piece, they, they could have stopped the movie when they won the district championship and then sequel September, you could have had the go. rookie, the rookie two. There you go. Yeah. The, uh, I like it. It, it made decent it, money, by the way. It would have been a good $78 mini-series. million. Dollars. There's a lot of people like me out there. <laughs> Make good money. <laughs> um, okay. So you asked about the locker room. Um, <laughs> the, the piece that was weird to me about I I love the dynamic with the, with the kids. I thought that was really good, but the scene where they win the championship and then tell him, you know, they're calling his wait because no? this yes because this this is specifically stolen from another movie, and they they wanted to take some of the emotion of the part in that movie and bring it here. And this is stolen directly from Rudy, which came out in like 93 or something. The part where they come up to him one by one and say, your turn, coach, <laughs> is so weird. I also thought it was Dead Poets Society, right? Like Captain Mike. Cap- kind of, but like, like that. Again, like they're. The part in Rudy makes sense because they're doing it individually away from each other right like they're one by one coming into the coach's office saying like i'm not playing if rudy's not playing whatever they say and like the emotion of that like these kids are all together they didn't it just didn't make sense in this locker room but i and so like i thought it was just a really unnatural weird scene that was it like there was there was a really good chemistry of the team you believed them as a team and then there were these there were just these little stiff moments of writing that like brought you out of the feeling you did get the feeling that they were sort of ad-libbing the parts where they were like sitting on the bleachers talking to him and that those were the those were the parts that felt the best to me and then like you get you get so many like three second relationships in this movie and there are a few that like you should have really dug in on like brooks and him i think is an awesome story as well like if you just focused on them and the miners and then getting called up together that's pretty cool um and i like their rapport you didn't really need to show them out having beers didn't really add anything but like again it's because we didn't get more Brooks or we didn't get more high school students or we didn't get more with the wife, in, in they not, all kind of get like it. little in bits. Not diving into any of the relationships. You only get surface level on all of them. But yeah, the, the things that I love the, well, I think he's the first baseman. The goofy kid has the flip down shades, which <laughs> is just fan freaking tastic. Not even because legal in high school sports. I don't think anybody after like 1980, five had those i had a pair of those by the way yeah but probably when you were in little league in 1980s yes probably 87 if you were a high school player of and you were going to because those if i remember those things were not cheap in, in this time this is 1999 you would have had oakley's or something like a little more like hip yeah yeah, if, maybe not in big Lake Texas. You yeah, but if you're, those at a, uh, you wouldn't a buy something. Spe- <laughs> it was just, it it's be, just so specific. It was it's just not so actually specific. 99 in big Lake Texas. You that's know, true. It's, that's rural true. areas, you got to well, subtract there is, 10 There years. is a weird part of this movie in the beginning where you're like, what fucking year is this? 
Yeah, there's because a movie where it's like, it, is it 1945? Yeah, they make it seem like he might get drafted into the war. What war <laughs> is like, it? But there is nothing to frame a, you in history. There's a very confused tone in the beginning where he might be a newsie. Like, <laughs> it could be. That would have been an interesting take, actually, if it was a newsie. I there love that. One... Go ahead, Brian. No, no, I was going to say, there is one thing in this movie that is the the biggest crime I've ever seen in a film. Can I guess? Yes. Oh, yes. shoot. I had to guess. Oh, wait. Too. This isn't film related, but is it the suicide squeeze sign? Because no, that might be the most ridiculous okay. thing I've ever I, seen in a baseball. I thought you were going to say his wife's bra. Oh, that's. No, <laughs> no? I don't even care about Cone that. Shaped. I'm talking okay. about the fact that any coach who would wear jeans for any organized that's sport problem. of it. That's that wait, he shows up to he the, did not to the try major out league tryout in jeans. He did not. He would never have done nope, that. Nope. He did you, not. He wore. I, he was. He played. Um, competitive softball in real life, and he wore his softball okay. pants okay, okay. to the tryout. Okay. okay, that was ridiculous. Just let me point out to you, I, <laughs> I am so disgusted softball. by the idea of someone wearing jeans yeah. when they coach that I actually have a rule. I tell all my team that if a coach ever wears jeans to a game we play and we lose, uh, I will quit. <laughs> and I have never, thankfully, lost Monero, have to you, someone wearing jeans. Have you ever it's met? Appalling. There's two things. Have you appalling. ever met? Someone that wore like was a good ball player that wore jeans to to even a even a scrimmage. That's part one. Part two. In a non-competitive softball experience, would you be caught dead wearing actual baseball pants? <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Now the first question, I actually coached. Uh, an American Legion game in the summer, probably 2009, and we played this team from New Jersey. Uh, well, they're, they ski in their jeans, so that's fine. <laughs> North, Manchester, New Jersey, these guys are wearing jeans. Um, no, I've never seen anybody actually, but I there's a certain, and you talk about what year is this. I mean, if you go back to like the 80s and you think about like a little league coach or something like that, they were wearing jeans. And I do know this guy who's like, who's a great baseball player and he's older now, but I feel like he's the kind of guy that would show up to one of these things and just be like freakishly good and wear jeans. But I, I don't believe that anybody ever actually goes to any of those tryouts and wears, and wears jeans. <laughs> and what was the, the question about baseball? I mean, I wear baseball pants when I coach, but... No, that, that's appropriate. Yeah. The jeans would only make sense if this was one of those stories where like the person had never played the sport before and then somebody was like, hey you should come to this whole new world that you've never seen and yes. you don't know yeah, any yeah. of the rules. No, he has yes. been of the world for the whole yes. time. He was a professional baseball His whole player life. and he's showing up to practice in the same pair yeah, of jeans I, every the day. The jeans were, right. they were well, an insult the to him part of the and question to the viewers. Is that <laughs> in a beer league softball game, would you show up in a baseball uniform? No, <laughs> full baseball. Jim asked this question because no. it happened to no. us. No, no. Baseball Wait. is for baseball right. uniforms. Are for baseball. Wait, no, no. I, I, and this is this is good because are for beer league softball. That's correct. <laughs> and I feel like as as a baseball player, you know exactly who that guy is, right? Like, I, and I don't know. I was always the person that sort of like. I love baseball. I love it. But like, I got to participate through high school in baseball um, and my freshman year of college for a couple weekends. 
<laughs> which was a <laughs> weird experience. <laughs> but you, the guy that shows up in a, in a uniform to a beer league softball game is sort of the guy that memorizes batting averages of <laughs> from the back of baseball cards. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you play baseball, you don't pay attention to like that minutia of like the game. You pay attention to the heart of the game. I don't well, know. Well, it's, it's, just, it's yeah, showing yeah. up thinking that what you're wearing is going to impress people like that, that you're going to show up in your baseball uniform and folks are going to be like, Oh, he's serious. Like, he must be really good. Meanwhile, yeah, I don't know. this guy, this, so this really happened in the Maniunk, in the Maniunk Bar League. What, how many innings was it before he broke his finger in one, the game? He showed up for the, for our, he was brand new to our team. We had no idea who this guy was. It was like a friend of a friend. He shows up in a full uniform. We're all in our like, oh, Monero. He did this. Bar League t shirts and shorts. You throw him the ball and he was one of these. Oh, yeah. He did the snap. Did that. <laughs> So meanwhile, he, he, you know, he was just trying to make friends. Oh Lord, we had some very. Oh no, he was very vocal about how amazing yeah, at baseball he, he was, and yeah. we had some yeah. very unathletic friends. Um, he put them all. He made them all look great because anyway. he caught the ball so poorly that he broke his finger. Yeah, he broke his finger <laughs> catching the ball, and catching uh, a fly ball in left field. Not like, I, not. I had forgotten about that. To be that honest, really happened. Too. But my finger healed up okay, so it's all right. It was Brian. The, it was the, me. The other, the other thing I thought was funny is that for his second tryout in this movie, they make him throw in the rain. Yeah, which is okay. Even if that so, was true, that, knows, that he did, his head. Nope, that did really happen. Are but you I swear to you, but they held an umbrella over his head and handed him dry balls. What the fuck? It should have been in the movie. That's right? a great scene. I mean, that I was agree. Like fake, that, that there are so many good. Like, uh, biblical. He's I, like pitching in biblical rain. And they're like they're like behind the Still catcher with their black umbrellas, like it's a gravestone. I just there was something about that scene. I'm like, why didn't they just throw inside or like go like wait a oh, day? Yeah, These are fucking mound, major league right? scouts. They're not like. So I have to thank uh, the ESPN two page uh, for my fact checking of this because I was I needed to know I was like what is what is the real story here? Did he and spell real? Much wrong? of it is no that no that's that's right. Um, much of it is is the real story, which again yeah, is like fine. amazing. Um, but I particularly really enjoyed this quote about the casting of uh -huh. Dennis Quaid <laughs> in real life. Uh, Dennis Quaid was 47 years old at the time of this film. Morris was 35 when most of the events depicted in the movie happened. Uh, Jeff Marin, the writer, says, believing that Quaid is 35 is a stretch. You've got to really suspend belief when you look at his face, which is as rumpled as Mick Jagger's. Jeez, jeez. <laughs> it's so true. He looks haggard. He he's great, though. He's great. I think in the he role. is a highlight of this film. I yes, but his age does make the whole story feel even less likely. You know, like yeah, it I, does feel a little. Right. I did. I did wonder. I did have to check how old he was because yeah. Dennis Quaid looked like he should be the grandfather right. of that child. I mean, who when, just loved Dennis Quaid so much that he had to he had to be this guy in this film. When you talk about this movie, people are like, oh, is that uh, Kevin Costner in that movie? Well, no. no, but it kind of is because Dennis Quaid and Kevin Costner are basically the... Did they, did they try to... <laughs> because we Kevin couldn't Costner afford Kevin Costner. We got to get the guy from inner space. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there. that's... A, um, the editing of this movie 
was really bad. <laughs> like, I think partly, like, I don't blame. I think the right. I think the writing and the editing take the biggest blame for me because I thought Dennis Quaid was good. I actually thought the baseball in it looked like Chris was saying actually yeah. looked pretty good for baseball in movies and stuff like that, and that was okay. But there's no, there's no like through line in this. It's just all over the place. And I, again, I blame, I understand you shoot tons of stuff, which by the way, how long was the director's cut of this movie? Seven hours. I mean, this is like a long. I mean, but somebody should have sat down and said, we need to figure out what this movie is. And the fact that the most intriguing, exciting thing about it is this guy coming out in pitching in this game, right? And becoming a major league baseball player. But it's not even like a third of the movie that we see that, like getting back to Jim's point, we don't see like what that struggle would have been. We see like it's a minor struggle for him. And next thing we know, oh, he's great. He's got that relationship. He doesn't like being on the bus. He might quit. He might, he goes from maybe quitting to being pitching in the major leagues in the span of five minutes and in a two hour plus movie when that should be the most vocally important <laughs> piece of the entire movie. And that's weird choice to me. Is there a movie like did. this with um, rock and roll with like a lead singer who like sings in a bar band? Oh, yeah. yeah, what is that? Yeah. Is it rock star? That's what I thought. That's a much better movie. With Invincible, because he's also the guy in Invincible, isn't it? Yeah. Invincible, and that's just like the guy that plays. Yeah, that's also also better than this. Um, but there were Steel there Dragon. Were, there were great moments. <laughs> I thought like the the relationship between him and his son was great. Yeah. You know oh, the, the way that awesome. it was yes. awesome, that and like his role and like helping dad coach I loved that I loved all I loved him being with the players I loved his the wife's you know her perspective on what it was like to watch him struggle years ago and then go back through that again um I thought that was great I'm gonna go take care of our dog I'm sorry but Katie's point I think the movie would have been significantly more interesting if that struggle we had seen it as opposed to the only way we really know about it is a brief conversation a few a, a few other things did anyone notice the terrifying victorian doll painting in his daughter's room when he goes no is that, i have to go shit. back and look at that and someone in the set design area found something from a horror movie and put it on the wall <laughs> and it's terrifying um also when he finally makes the major leagues when he Gets the call that he's he's going up. He calls his wife, tells her to tell everybody mm. they're flying him out. Get his jacket. That that all that's great. The next scene is like they wanted to have the town sort of, uh, you know, experiencing this and being excited for it. So of course the kids are doing West Texas high school things. They're driving around in their Wranglers and <laughs> and screaming like, "Ah, eh, coaches in the majors!" Blah blah. The guy, I don't remember his name, who was the store owner that kind of like yeah. befriended him the first day. The big eared old man. Big eared old man is just standing quietly in his dark in the store. Darkness. Oh, it's so when creepy. When kids drive by, he's so like. So creepy. Why? <laughs> and that's the only thing you see of that quote unquote celebration. Why? So strange. I mean, like, they should have been just driving to the corner where the bar was and celebrating. But again, this is Disney, so we're not going to see that. But, like, there's 
no way that no. guy is in Have his it, bar yeah, or do, is in his do in a his flashback at 9 30 a parallel scenario because when we first met him he was upstairs hanging out with the old guys shooting the shit another give us give us that moment well, again where you see like I, those guys are still there i also <laughs> i also brushed over one of the parts that i was that i really enjoyed the way this played out and then they just cut it out of the movie or cut it off, which is the coach kind of plays this like little joke on him, which is cute and a way to build tension where he's like, Hey, Brooks is getting called up, you know? And he's like, okay, yeah, that's great. And he's like, and you, uh, you know, he admires you so much. I thought you'd want to tell him. And for me, it's like, in that moment you're like, Oh yeah, because he's like the elder statesman of the team and he's the crash Davis. He's going to go tell it. And he's, and then the coach kind of drops in. Because you're going with them, and you're like, "That's freaking cool." Yes, good, good part. It's a good part. Let's not show him talking to Brooks and being excited because that <laughs> might actually be exciting. Let's skip right on over that shit. I was like, you know, "Why? Why do you, why yeah, do you continually good. show me boring things and yeah, not show so me anything like, that makes sense?" They, so you know what they do? They 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 give you all like the B roll. They're like, cool, we shot this scene that has nothing to do with anything. Let's put it in. Can I talk about my favorite part of the entire movie? Is when he gets pulled up to the Durham Bulls. He's oh, yeah. playing for the Durham Bulls. Oh, that happens. And I really and, and I and I saw that. And I stopped watching this movie and stopped started watching Bull Durham. <laughs> this movie. Okay, yeah. That was my I was so, like, oh, wait, I should be watching I, Bull I don't, Durham. I don't want to be cruel, but as far as like baseball goes for me. In my taste, I would literally take every movie that was posted in our in our Facebook chat over this. There was only as... one that I didn't know. Yeah, there's one. As far as baseball pieces of the movie and loving baseball, mm -hmm. A League of Their Own, Sandlot, Field of Dreams, Bull Durham, Bad News Bears, and Fever Pitch. I, I don't know. As far as like... Th there's a moment in this movie where he actually says like, you... That's the greatest thing about baseball. There's drama and suspense. I'm like, that's fucking interesting. Why didn't you do that in this movie? <laughs> because Mara, listen, you have an irrational love for this and film, that and is we fine. love you for that. I have irrational love of of other. I, I love Chances Rad. Are I love Rad, year. and it's a shit okay. film. I do. I watch Chances you, Are every yeah. year. I Brian will see this Chances though. Are. I feel like this movie. I watch this movie straight through, and I don't usually do that for our movies, just because from a time perspective. So I think there is an element where this movie can kind of, it does enough, you know, at times to like kind of keep you there. There's like bad sequences, but then you do like Dennis Quaid. His relationship with his son, I think is genuinely interesting. And it's just like, I wish they had trimmed some of it. And I think they could have actually made a move like Dennis Quaid, even though he looks way too old is good. The relationship with the son is great ditch the grandfather because there's no need for it just play out like the fact that he gave that baseball he should have given it to his it son also, it also How didn't happen i wanted to ask that, Monero that this. also did not happen i wanted yeah, to I ask know, Monero this just they give the granddad sort of a hard time for not knowing the difference between a, a first baseman's mitt mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. i'm almost 100 percent sure the high school catcher Oh, was using was. a softball a, catcher's mitt he was. with like with like <laughs> a web. I, I, he it, it had an was. open webbing in the catcher's mm -hmm. mitt. 
Which I is a fucking a death sentence. Pitcher. I thought somebody was throwing knuckleballs. No that's wonder it was hurting him so much when he pitched. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's part of the charm of like this ragtag group of kids. Right, right. They have no resources. And, that's yeah. true. That's true. But again, that could have been like I could have been interested in that movie. Yeah. But that's where I think you get attached to these like oh, biopics. Yeah. Like, yes, you get attached to a bio. But you're right. They like, were we just they were just trying to do too many life. things because that also they made that up for the film. They had 55 kids try out for tryouts that year. He had a, he had more baseball players than he could handle as a coach of that team. Um, so they just I felt like they they amped up drama where it didn't really need to be. You know, him not but, having enough players was not. Really the reality fun. is, you know, Jimmy mentioned all those other baseball movies. I mean. There was only going to be. I, I was I was hesitant to pick this movie because I knew this would happen. <laughs> you should have been. And I knew that it was a. I, I am the cult following for this movie. Me and a few other people. Um, <laughs> but it would look if it wasn't this, it was going to be stealing home. Well, I Martin. would give me some Mark Harmon, Jodie Foster <laughs> all day or, long. Or it was going to be Gary Coleman in the kid from Left Field. Oh, I would have um, watched that one too. Monero. <laughs> You're better you know than what I lifestyle like? movies. What I, lifetime? Uh, Stealing lifetime Home movies. is a great movie. Stealing Home is Stealing Home is underrated. A good movie. Yeah. I just saw Mark Harmon. I just watched him in the Presidio this past weekend. Actually, actually just saw him on the West Wing. And um, he was excellent. Yeah, a movie I don't. You know, it's baseball adjacent. It's not exactly about baseball, but which I really liked was Trouble with the Curve with um, JT Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, it's hard to not like a Clint Eastwood movie, and and but it's so easy movie. not to like him. <laughs> anyway, no, he, I hate Clint Eastwood directed movies. I think they're usually awful. Actually, well, I well, think he listen, did that one. This know. was an experience. Uh -huh. I am glad that we did it. I'm glad we had this time <laughs> with no you. We'll make sure to have you on again. We just won't let you pick the film. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look, uh, if, I'm an expert on. I'm an expert on three things: presidential politics. Uh, baseball and Springsteen. Okay. So we've there's no Springsteen movies. Uh, yes, so there we, is. Well, there is one. There we is can one. absolutely do that one. That would be fantastic. <laughs> could we Maybe no, we, we could, could watch, watch the wrestler the cruiser. We could watch the wrestler, which I actually think is adjacent to this movie in 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 certain ways. Um, but the what was I going to say? There was one more thing. Hold on, hold on. I had a note here. I want to ask. Jim Chris took about notes. It. Monero, you should you notes. should know he never takes notes. I the 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 high school game, the squeeze sign. Yeah, you said that scenario. Earlier. Yeah, it's unforgivable for a baseball movie to try to portray that. That's how a squeeze sign would go down. I'm really gonna have to look 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 back on that one too. I don't I don't remember that. Well, he goes like this across his brim of his hat. The guy at the plate goes, uh huh. He looks at the he looks at the guy at third base and he goes, uh huh. And then they do a squeeze. Do you think that they had a um, a baseball consultant? No. <laughs> they didn't even. They didn't maybe even they, maybe they got the nuns. Nuns do love baseball. Nuns maybe love baseball. Maybe they got the nuns to be the consultants on the film, and that's why they were at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Maybe that all makes sense. Jim, they didn't even. They apparently didn't even talk to Jimmy Mars about this movie. No, <laughs> he was they an did, extra. Actually. They didn't even read his book. He wasn't. A, can, there was he one played other Dennis thing I have to bring up, the, which I thought was just from a filmmaking perspective a travesty, and like the editing again. 
the whole like needless, ridiculous subplot of him applying for a job at another school. No, unnecessary. Like, and then he's like in the locker room and, and you feel like that's going to it's like that's like the plot of a high school movie, right? Like he's playing uh, and now the team's not going to believe in him. No, nobody cares. I do. I do like, want to bring up one thing that that was, that was glossed over. That was like, ah, no way. See ya. <laughs> Maybe way, Monero did coach would take that job. Maybe Monero yes. did love this because it did have elements. There was part of this where me and Katie are watching this and I'm like, this is like an eighties movie. There's like a middle montage here. That is so terrible that With reminded me. Yes. That reminded me of like an eighties movie. There, there are so many decades represented in this movie as far as like <laughs> tone and feeling and nostalgia. It, I, I understand. I understand. It's a little piece of your puzzle, Monero. Yeah, it, I love it. Hey, listen, I, we all yep. have those films. Everyone's got a guilty pleasure. Thank you yeah. for letting us uh, in. Yeah, I, I can't wait to go back and watch it again now. I, yep, have it please totally do. Be ruined for me. <laughs> now you have to watch oh, no. Mazes and Monsters. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> I I would watch Mazes and Monsters again before I would watch. No, this. no, no, not me. I would watch this again. You you would watch this. Hey, I listen, would watch this. Again. I was happy. It was on Disney Plus. I didn't have to pay for it. Yes, yeah. that was nice. Well, I mean, I guess I pay for Disney Plus. So in some sense, yeah. I had to pay for it. But um, all, right. all right, that's that's that's, that's, the, it. that's, that's, the, that's rookie. the rookie. Uh, so that gets us to our question then, and this could be game changing because I wasn't sure this this would occur this year. So this this is like more exciting than the film, um, King of the Hill or Bottom of the Barrel. Is this film a film you would watch over Judas and the Black Messiah? Absolutely not. Or would so you watch Rad instead of watching this film? Uh, Monero, have you watched Rad recently? Can you weigh in on this? No, I have no idea. Okay. <gasps> okay. All right. Monero. Okay. Listen, <laughs> if you made us watch The Rookie, you now need to watch Rad. It's All only right, fair. So- Katie, I think it's pretty clear that you do not believe this film is better <laughs> than the Oscar nominated. Couldn't Judas hold it and the back. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Jim, no, would no. you choose to watch <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah or The Rookie? I thought about it, but no. <laughs> Ryan, how about I you? I would watch the credits of Judas and Black Messiah <laughs> for two hours in a row before I would watch The Rookie again. Oh, Just seeing Lakeith Stanfield's name makes me happier than watching this. <laughs> uh, so here's the real question. Would you choose to watch Rad over The Rookie? Katie. Yes, I would watch Rad over this. Oh, 100%. Rad is actually fun to watch. I'm sorry, Monero. This well, is I a slog. Rad, so you might You've got to right. watch Rad. You've you will love Rad. Rad. <laughs> yes. And I, and we've I, watched a lot of good movies. We knew yes. that Rad would not last as the bottom of the barrel for uh, Brian long. thought it would. Brian thought <laughs> it was going the distance. Well, it, to be clear, it is the bottom of the barrel of films we've picked. Yes, that's true. All right. Uh, I, too, would watch Rad over yeah. <laughs> over this. Now, here's the real question. Would you watch this film or Buckaroo Banzai? Katie. Oh, this film. Jim. Yes. Oh. Buck- it was so bad, Jim. No, but I would watch Buckaroo Banzai really? instead of this. Yeah. Oh, God, I hated it. 
It's just, hated it, it. I think I would lean into the hate more. No, see, I, I did not hate the rookie. I, I was gonna say I didn't hate the rookie either. I was disappointed in the. I didn't. I wasn't angry. I was Isn't disappointed. That worse when a parent says, yes, I'm not I was because there is a great story here. There really is. It could have been done so but, much better. I agree, but that that tells me that I need to watch Jeff Goldblum and. and <laughs> Where his chaps and Where his, his uh, little cowboy man hat. The, the Buckaroo Bonsai gets better with uh, multiple views. You think so? Yeah. I, I will never. I will never prove that point. You will never prove that point. Okay. Uh, so we have a new bottom of the barrel. It's exciting. This is a groundbreaking. We are indebted day. to you, Chris. Yep. And what I'm going to do is every week when we talk about bottom of the barrel, I'm going to say Chris Monero's. The rookie. The rookie. Yeah. Very good. I, I feel I would feel honored. Executive <laughs> producer Chris <laughs> Monero. You'll get a byline every week for the rest of the year, probably. Probably. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm sure we have some we'll other see. people picking films. Depends on whether we like Keenan pick really, a movie. Yeah. We could really pick some movies. Uh worse than this. Um so we're crushing people's childhood and love per usual on this show. We did that with films. I mean, well, we did that with uh, the Notebook, and we did that with Pretty oh, Woman. Oh, that's Pretty true. Woman. Uh, we like um, destroying people's nostalgic films. I would watch. This came this out in two thousand. Are we pretending that he watched this when he was a kid? This came out when he was like twenty. Was two thousand twenty-five years yes. old. He was as young <laughs> as the sun in this, in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He looked at Dennis Quaid like a father. <laughs> this was not a childhood <laughs> love of Chris Monero. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, was this a date movie, questions. Monero? Monero, did you ever take a lady to see this film? No, Please say I no. Not. Okay. I, I, I actually don't even. I believe I stumbled upon this movie. Like I didn't even really know about it, and it just came on, and I'm like, Ooh. so you had no expectations. That explains a lot. But I've only watched it like four or five times since then. And, yeah. and maybe, by the way, maybe you should watch it again because I think I enjoy it okay. more every time I That's watch fair. it. That's fair. Except for the next time after this. because <laughs> We've ruined it. I can it. tell you something that's We've not going to happen is me watching this movie <laughs> I'm again. so sorry. <laughs> I should have warned you. <laughs> All right. Now we'll go to five questions. Here we go. I got to do it again? No. Yeah, do it again. Oh, you man. Answers? You want answers? I want the truth. Makes a man, Mr. Lebowski. What the fuck is the internet? Watch. Why? All right, here we go. Five questions with Chris. All right, first question thumbs up or thumbs down question. Chris, thumbs up or thumbs down listening to a baseball game on the radio? Uh, summer nights in the car, coming home from a, your own game and listening to the Phillies on the radio? Thumbs up. Yeah, Absolutely. 100%. It literally makes me nauseous. Fransky in LA on the Phillies. Nausea. The it makes you up. nauseous? Why? Yeah, so I have this childhood association of like long car rides to New York and my dad listening to baseball on the radio and it would always be on the FM dial and so it would always be slightly out of tune, like crackling. And it would make me like, ugh, I hated it. I hated it. On the beach in the summer. I, I yeah. immediately get nauseous. It's the best. Nope. Not for uh, me. I think it's better than watching on TV. Mm -mm. I would might choose to watch and listen to a game on the radio over watching it. On TV. You, you know, now I think they now have them in sync so you can turn off the you TV. Can. You can do that. Yeah, you can do that on MLB TV. Actually, you can mm -hmm. watch the game feed and listen to the radio broadcast if you want. That's nice. Uh, all right. Question two. Would you rather uh, talking about two amazing baseball films? Um, 
which we didn't talk about tonight. Uh, would you <laughs> rather uh, have a, as your catcher Crash Davis of Bull Durham fame or Jake Taylor of Major League fame? I'm taking Jake Taylor. Yes, you are. I just feel like, yep. I don't know. I feel like Crash Davis is a little too miserable for me. I, Jake Taylor is a, you know, we're going to go sit down and talk about the game for three hours afterwards. And, yeah. you know, he's going to be honest. And I, yeah, Jake Taylor. Yeah, he's down. great. Yeah. I mean, Crash Davis is like a philosopher stuck in the minor leagues where yeah. Jake Taylor is a, a World Series winning catcher. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Or, exactly. well, uh, we don't know, actually, because we end in the AL. Oh, yeah. well, they don't win the World Series, Jim. Clearly, they haven't lost. seen Major League Two, Two. Right. With Omar Epps. That's not William that's not canon. In, that is not canon. the Major League Major League I Cinematic Universe. Major League three back to the oh, you should have. That's got Scott that. that's got Scott Bakula in it. The, literally the playing MJC, at a high school field, aren't in, they? In the MJCU. In the MJCU, uh, there's only one movie, Major League. <laughs> yeah, please, please make sure you check out uh, Major League Three. I Corbin Burnson buys the team. Love those movies. <laughs> uh, so all right, here we go. Question three, fill in the blank. Question, Chris. The best concession to buy at a baseball game is. Like, I don't want to sound overly basic here, but a hot dog. Ugh. I mean, it's a hot dog, like a good ballpark hot dog, where. The inside of the bun is a little bit, dare I say, moist, and <laughs> it just kind of. The outside's burnt from sitting in the metal tray a little bit. It's a little crispy. You open it. You open up the foil, and it just kind of melts as you eat it. Nice beef, Philly's Frank. Oh yeah, that's yellow best. mustard. I, no, I can't stand mustard. No mustard. Oh, I love mustard. Plain, all plain for me at the ballpark. Plain I remember, remember we used to go to the vet. No condiments. The dollar dog stays. <laughs> dollar dog day. Oh, absolutely, it's absolutely. The best. You don't need a condiment when the moisture of that bun just <laughs> <laughs> the meat juice the hot is dog flowing. water the hot dog water is is yeah it's good uh, I will choose vin- I know you, you didn't ask me but yeah, I'm still gonna not <laughs> ask you, actually <laughs> vanilla soft serve ice cream and a Phillies hat that's what oh, I want well that's a, that's actually a good choice thank you. I would get some of those uh, crab fries. See, that's not as fun. Ones Back in the day, I'm sure Monero remembers this. At the vet, you could go get the soft serve, and they had the whole, they had every team's helmet. Oh, that's fun. And you yeah, just well, randomly got they, one, so you could you try were, to collect them. Yeah. Oh, I like you that. To, you, you had to hope you didn't get one that you already had. I love I that. I always got the Expos for some reason. Yeah, Carvel, baby. They, they used I to do wish it they still did too. that. It's such a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. Uh, favorite question. Question four here. Who's your favorite left-handed relief pitcher of all time? Well, you know, I to answer that, I have to go to like a favorite team of all time and then pick my favorite left-handed reliever from that team. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have to go. And Brian, you'll like this pick because this is a, a player that we share. Yes. I would have to go to the 93 Phillies. And I would have to go to the big lefty, David West. Oh, there he is. Started his career as a Met. That's funny. He was a, a big piece of that team. And, and that team to me is, is, you know, I was 12, 13 years old. But that, that is a uh, yes. staple for my baseball career. But David, David West. West well, nobody would pick David West. David West traded to the Twins as part of the Kevin Tappany deal and then traded to the Phillies to be part of the 93 Phillies team. Yeah, was that, that the twin? Didn't the twins win the World Series like in the years mm, around? Nine, well, ninety one, I believe ninety one or ninety two mm. with Jack Morris. Mm-hmm. 
Kirby before that, but yeah. So they were good in Kirby. Uh, and finally, uh, question five here. Th- that early 90s, late 80s baseball talk is probably the highlight of this episode right there. That was some in-depth discussion of high. Like, what was high Greg Jeffries doing then? Uh, Greg Jeffries was in. on the Mets. He actually led <laughs> the NL in doubles in 1990. Wow. Remember he got, he, uh, got in a fight with uh, Roger McDowell when yes. uh, Jeffries was, I think, still with the Mets and McDowell was with the Phillies yes. at that point. And then they got rid of Roger McDowell. Roger McDowell got in fights with a lot of people, <laughs> including when he was a pitching coach, didn't he? He was like a pitching coach for the Braves and got into a fight with his own pitchers. Uh, and finally, deep thoughts question. If you're general manager of the Phillies and you could sign any player from baseball history to your team, who would it be? This was your most difficult question. So, I have to pick somebody from an era that I've seen, that I've actually watched. I don't, I don't want to go back to the, to the old days. So I have two that i got to decide on. So one possibility is I would take steroid Barry Bonds. Oh, steroid Barry Bonds is amazing. <laughs> why, the guy hit 70-some home runs. <laughs> amazing. Why, like, why wouldn't you take steroid Barry Bonds? Yeah, don't right? take non-steroid Barry no. Bonds. No. <laughs> <Steroid Barry. laughs> um, but, but my other choice would have been Greg Maddox because Greg choice. Maddox is just so good. And when was he the best? He was the best in the era of steroid Barry Bonds and every other steroid guy. Person, yeah. right. I mean, how, how good must Greg Maddox have been to have the peak of his career at this time of artificial what was that game? Baseball simulator uh, 2000 or something for Nintendo. Yeah. Like the, so I got to be honest, I think because I'm a man of principle, I'm going to take Maddox as my as my choice. No and I still think today in his peak, because the way that these guys are going launch angle and trying yeah. to hit home runs and the way he just located pitches, I think he could at his peak still be even better today. Than he was I would have taken an entire team of steroids players. I would have put Mark McGuire at first. I would have had uh, Clemens be my pitcher. Barry Bonds in the outfield with that crazy Brady Anderson dude who somehow Daryl Strawberry was the, or that was just cocaine. Well, no, that was cocaine. Oh. I mean, if we want to do all drugs, I mean, we could really make a roster. Then we could get to Wade Gooden. I mean, we uh, who is the uh, the guy that, that a, threw the no hitter on acid? Um, uh, David Wells? No, 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 no. I forget his name in the, in the seventies or eighties. He was a pitcher that that threw uh, like no hitter. While he was dro- he was dropping acid on the beach and got a call that one of the other pitchers was out and he had to come back and pitch oh a game. Oh my god! I forget his By name. By the way, it's amazing. I should add allegedly. No, he, he's 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 <laughs> very much he's very much allegedly. told the story. Allegedly. Uh, does anybody have <sighs> any recommendations this week of things we should be watching, uh, doing, drinking, listening? To? I certainly am not making any recommendations for things to watch. <laughs> We, we welcome them. Um, I would recommend, if you like slow burn, kind of science fiction-y stuff, Devs on, uh, it's on Hulu, is an Alex Garland written, directed show. It's pretty incredible. And he's the guy who did uh, Annihilation and um, Ex Machina and a few other really good science fiction movies. Um, and it stars Ron Swanson as sort of like a, tech genius kind of jerk 
Um, it's very good. It's really, really good. Um, and it, it's an interesting, it's an interesting show. It's definitely worth watching. Excellent. Monero, any 80s sitcoms we should be watching? Yes, I think I recommend that this week in honor of the the passing of Pops, George, is it Siegel? Is that yep. his name? Yeah. Yes. Watch the Goldbergs yeah. in honor of Pops. So good. May he, re- may he rest in peace. And Lucille, <laughs> Lucille. from Arrested oh, Development yeah. also Blue's passed. Died. Very sad. Uh, I have Katie. Is that your? Do you have a recommendation? Oh, you know I love my podcasts, and I will always recommend ones other than the ones that we make. Uh, so Mike Birbiglia's "Working It Out" is one that I've really been enjoying. He's just he's working on his comedy routine with all kinds of famous folks, and they give him feedback, and it's lovely. It's endearing. Makes him even more endearing, if possible. Uh, I have not one but two recommendations this week one you might be asking yourself you listen to our great escape episode and you're like i want more of that Mm. so what happens when you take the plot of great escape but make the central focus of it a soccer match between nazis and allied troops and you get rid of steve mcqueen and you add sylvester stallone that is a little movie called Victory, made in 1981, right. where they the Nazis play the prisoners in a French soccer stadium. Mm. I'm not going to spoil anything else to you other than that. And then you should go watch it on HBO Max. <laughs> or I was inspired, thanks to this week's amazing pop addled episode on top five courtroom movies, uh, to watch an amazing John Ford Western, Sergeant Rutledge, if you've ever seen it, in which... Uh, we see a African-American who is a member of the Buffalo Soldiers being falsely accused of raping and murdering a young white woman. A very interesting, thoughtful Western from 1960. Um, you could watch either of those. And that is on the Criterion channel. All right. Uh, again, make sure to remember you can <clears throat> like, share, subscribe, review. You can also listen to our Shit's Creek podcast, The Shit Show. Um which we would love for you to do. Chris will be back at some point after he's in, you know, he's getting sent down to the triple A for a while. Redemption mode. When Sending I come him back. down to the farm league. He's going to go down a little bit. He can, he can Listen, redeem himself like that. We have to have both sides of the spectrum. So thank you for bringing us all the way down farther than we had been yet this year. <laughs> it is only March. That's There's true. There's still time. It can get worse from here. I, I got to pick some movies because it's going to get... Oh, I, you're not allowed to pick anymore. You yeah. lo- you burnt that bridge with Maces and Monsters. Never again. To be fair, that was years ago. Also... Yeah, I'm never letting him... Also... Never letting it go. I never in a million years thought that movie was going to be picked. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be true. That, to be fair, that was picked out of a hat. No, yeah. no. Nope. <laughs> Still his suggestion. Yeah. Still his suggestion. All oh, right. But no, we, we, do, we do love Chris and he will be back. Hey, again. commenters. Just, thanks for joining you know us. Just remember, we watched all the president's men with him. And that is an amazing movie. That yes. was amazing. That was so another movie talked about by Brett Goldstein and Nicole Yvette Brown on films you should be buried with. All Such right. a good so movie. Go, go watch that movie and yes. don't watch The Rookie. Don't watch The Rookie. <laughs> watch we'll any see. other baseball movie. And we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye, commenters. Bye.